Welcome to the Dietitian's Dish Podcast. We are Gina and Nicole, two dietitian mamas and good friends living in Ohio and Michigan. This is a podcast dedicated to making whole family wellness more fun and less stressful. Whether you're listening in the car or slumped on the couch with a glass of wine, welcome. Thanks for joining us. I'm Gina. And I'm Nicole. And today we are dishing about CBD, cannabis, and hemp products. But first, as always, let's do some catching up. Nicole, what's new? Um, I'm tired, Gina. I feel like I see that every time we record. I, at three o'clock in the morning, okay, well, first of all, I started my holiday baking. As you might have okay. saw on Instagram, I placed my shipped order and had all of that crap delivered to my house. I said in small towns, it's just guaranteed that I would run into a number of patients with all of that crap in my cart. So that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so I made, I don't know, a couple hundred Buckeyes last night. Um, no bucks. Ugh. you know, they don't even look good to me anymore. That's how much I hate Buckeyes. Like my distaste for Buckeyes is now expanding into like the food realm and I'm just not sure how I feel about that. You're the only Buckeye I like. Um, <laughs> Okay, there's a couple others in Ohio that are tolerable, but um, (laughs) yeah, so I went to bed late because that took four freaking ever. And uh, so that was like midnight and then three o'clock in the morning, the freaking smoke detector batteries are dying and I hear the chirp and I'm like, mother. So I go and get the um, ladder out of the garage. It's 20 degrees outside. Go get the ladder, schlep it up the stairs yank the thing out of our vaulted ceiling okay Mm -hmm. and it's not the one it's now a beep in the hallway I'm like I'm I'm going insane okay so I go to the hallway schlep the rip that one out they're still Mm. beeping I'm like okay I'm taking both of you to the first floor wrapping you in a blanket and like shoving you in a closet and then they're still beeping no I guess it was in one of the girls' rooms. I don't know. I feel like they were potentially all going off. I, I don't know if they're all connected. I, I really have a lot of learning to do about what's going on here. That's kind of a, a mark thing in our house. Mm-hmm. Um, So I couldn't get the beeping to stop. So at 3.30, I gave up, like completely now awake, unplugged both the baby monitors because my not babies still have baby monitors and <laughs> went two floors down to the basement to sleep there. And tossed and turned, you know, just like it's cold and I'm wide awake now. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then it's five something Piper's awake requesting water. And so I I think I slept about I don't know how many hours that is, maybe collectively like four. But that's just not enough for me. So that was a rough Mm -hmm. night. Mm -hmm. And um, but this I like this afternoon podcasting thing. I mean, I'm taking vacation time to do it, but I'm feeling a little bit more (laughs) awake than, say, 8 p.m. or 8 a.m. (laughs) Um, and then you probably saw on Instagram that I posted about third love and my very expensive bras that I ordered. I did. I saw that. I love my third love. Uh, All right. Okay. Well, I'm not, I'm not completely sold yet. Um, but let's, let's keep in mind, I have no breasts, so I could wear nothing and I would love that too. Right. So here, that's exactly why I'm spending money on bras is because I don't have enough heft in the front to actually hold the straps on my shoulders. So I'm constantly Mm. shoving Mm. my hand down, you know, the neck of my shirt to yank up the bra strap because it's like now trailing down my arm and it, that just drives me insane. So I have bra option number one on today and it's not going so hot, but I have strong hopes for the other one. So I have, I, I think I may return one and then like 
really stack up on the other. Like I'm, I'm I might be dropping some serious dough if if it works out because hey, finding bras a bra. Are worth it. Well, you know, I love racer back bras, but mm-hmm. you can't wear those with like shirts that go to work that have somewhat of a wider neck. It it just doesn't work. And Mm-mm. anyway, so my Instagram was blowing up last night. <laughs> the women were like, "We need a review." Blah. I mean, I never get like creepy message requests. I, I mean, I get creepy ones that are like hey, do you want to buy this young teen or this Viagra <laughs> or whatever, but not like actual people all that often. And it uh-huh. was just like ping, 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 like all night long. I was like, oh my gosh, it was so oh funny. Gosh. I was like, wow. I'm, an, I'm an influencer for third love. And so I tagged him. I was like, commission, yo. And they wrote back and today, which was pretty funny. And they just put the like crying, laughing face and a heart. I know I'm like hmm so maybe like it's not totally a no I'm not fully rejected yeah Um, the heart might mean something yeah something I'm glass half full I mean it's it's sounding promising so Mm -hmm. anyway that's my update that's not much of an update but what's going on with you you? I think you needed some CBD oil to help you get back to sleep totally yes yes you're gonna have to you're gonna have to purchase some from Emily and and keep it in your bed for nights like that keep it by your bed at least Hey, I'm, right. I'm open. I'm open. What's going right. on in Ohio? Yeah. So I don't have a whole lot going on. Sick kids. Uh, Cameron's been sick the last two days. His everyone at his daycare were dropping like flies. I'm just waiting for his his uh, babysitter to drop next, which will suck because I'll stay <laughs> home again. Paige had a slight fever last night. Didn't do well at school yesterday. Didn't get sent home, but had a slight fever. And then I had to I just felt obligated to keep her at home today, too. So, you know, I don't want to. I don't like it when other kids make my kids sick. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't want to think the worst, but I'm sure parents have sent their kids, you know, to school sick before. And I'm sure I've done it, too. But I don't want to be that person as much as possible. So I kept her home today. So it's just been three days of being inside. It's cold. It's cold outside. We can't go outside. We go outside for maybe five minutes spurts, come back in, look for a board game to play, do a <laughs> puzzle, go back outside for another five minutes, come back in, maybe watch a show. I mean, it's just been. You're, you're having the time of your life, aren't you? <laughs> oh, it's been very joyous. This is the best part of my day right here, right now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. I, I, I know I mentioned this on an Instagram post of mine, or actually maybe it was this dietitian's dish uh, Instagram post, but what I, I would love to hear what your thoughts are on the controversy over the Peloton commercial. I think it's absolutely, I don't understand it. I don't either. So just if you don't know, if you've never, I, I saw this. Oh, Peloton people commercial. know. It was okay. Googled more than impeachment. Literally. <laughs> so good for Peloton. Hey, they did. That woman is making them tons of money right now. Did you see I posted their stock price? Because people were like, oh, their stock's going to crash. I'm like, it's like. Not so much. Arrow up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> of course. Whenever there's controversy over a company, they always do better. I'm telling you. But it was just absurd. I mean, the, some of the tweets that people wrote, and I never look at Twitter. I, th- I think I saw this on Facebook. It was like a snapshot of tweets and uh, about how how could someone who is in a, um, you know, a thin body or, you know, how, how could they actually enjoy a Peloton or how could they, what kind of go- wellness goals are they really trying to reach? I mean, it was absurd. I would love a Peloton bike. And you better believe I would be posting that on my Instagram story and talking about it and feeling good about myself after a year of doing that Peloton. And and I'm in a quote unquote, you know, normal. I don't want to say normal. You live in um, an average weight body. 
Yeah. And I've heard, yes, exactly. There is nothing wrong that, who knows what that woman's history is and her wellness goals and her, her health. You know, it's, she's obviously an actor, I know, but- I what it was, tells me is that the world views exercise as a means to weight loss, period. Right. Exactly. Yes. That's the problem. 100%. The problem mm-hmm. is not the commercial. It's not the woman's weight. It's not the husband mm-hmm. buying the gift. It's this is a reflection of how Americans or whoever is viewing this commercial yeah. think of exercise. And it's it, exactly like it's punitive. Yeah. Hello. Like, <laughs> no, it's, I don't use CBD. I use exercise. And if I needed CBD, maybe I would. But to me, like mm-hmm. exercise is my CBD at this point in my life. Agreed. Agreed. I am a happier 100%. person with exercise in my life. Mm-hmm. I, I would say, obviously, uh, it's an extra bonus that can help manage your weight if that's what you're trying to do. But anti-anxiety, just giving you those that those endorphins. I mean, there's so Never many. Never mind you know, your health. Arthritis. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, exactly. Exactly. There are so many benefits beyond weight um, that that exercise can do. So, and and I don't think we need to tell any of our listeners that. Everyone who's listening to this, I think, already knows that. I just found that absolutely absurd. Okay, but here's my question: Don't you feel that there would be a even more outrage if the woman was living in a larger body? No, really, no. Why oh, I, I do? Well, then it's like then her husband's a total d bag who's giving oh. her a Peloton because she needs to lose weight. I see what you're saying, or should, or whatever. I mean, I don't want to use the <laughs> wrong word here. Like people jump down my throat about it, but you know what yeah. I'm saying. Like as yes. soon as somebody's living in a larger body, now they like they should exercise, right? Like big air quotes there. Okay, big mm-hmm. should. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think the outrage would be all the more. You're probably exactly right. Yeah. I mean, it would be, and maybe that's why they did it. That was brilliant. Brilliant marketing. Either way, there would be either the people talking and tweeting and um, there would be hype over the, over the product, which is exactly what they want. So that's brilliant. I think the interesting thing about Peloton and kind of, in my opinion, what sets it apart from say like a spinner, if, if you will. <laughs> a spinner. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to like do a hair flip um, is the social media aspect of it. And it's it's that um, community aspect. It, it's mm-hmm. that um, inclusiveness of being a part of something that holds you accountable from your own home. And I think that's why gym memberships and group fitness have been successful for so many people is because of the community that they offer. Um, yeah. And I think that's really the Mark Peloton's going for in in people's busy day to day lives that they can accomplish within the confines of their home. So. Yeah. Maybe this woman, maybe this family just moved into their new house, into a new city. And this woman was having problems and and trouble finding, you know, a social life. And this was her way of becoming more social on a day day to day basis. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just making things up now. No, right. Moving along. Totally true. I I do love a good Peloton. I, I I rode yours once and I would love to have one eventually in time. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so lastly on my list, I just wanted to say, have you heard of O's Perlman? No. He is a mentalist. It's spelled O-Z. You would think it's Oz, but he actually goes by O's. He's been on the Today Show. He's been on all the morning talk talk shows. He's been on, um, he was actually first, where I think most people might know him from is uh, America's Got Talent. I believe he came in second, which is blasphemy in my opinion. He should have come in first by far. So he was the entertainment at my husband's uh, work annual holiday party. It's a four and a half hour (laughs) long uh, sit down dinner appetizer award ceremony that ends always with type of an entertainment show. And O's Perlman was the entertainment. 
And I was like, what? We're going to have a, mu- a musician, or not musician, a magician coming on for the next 45 minutes. It's ridiculous. And then he's like, no, I'm a mentalist. And I was just like, wait, a mentalist? What does that even mean? This man was absolutely, I mean, mind blowing his act, the things that he did. So basically he can read your mind hmm. and you'd, you'd, I was, no, I would go on and tell you kind of like the things that he did. I'll just give you one example of something that he did. Is this on YouTube So one yet? of the first, oh, oh, if you look him up on YouTube, you'll see a million things. Yes, okay. absolutely. But one of the things that he did was he, and this was just one of the many, and this was, I'm just going to give you an example of something that was actually minor. One of the first acts that he did was that he chose four random people out of the audience. And I know they were random because I knew two of them and they had nothing to do with his act. And well, first of all, they told, he told us all, there were hundreds of us in this giant room to close our eyes and to picture the person that we would want to have dinner with either dead or alive. So if you, if you're going to dinner, who would you want to be eating dinner with? It could be anyone. So we all closed our eyes and thought of someone. He went around the room and picked four random people to stand up. And he guessed every single one of their people that they wanted to have dinner with. One was Lucille Ball. Another one was Prince. Two others were like famous people that I was not aware of. I guess the lead singer of Queen, I think is what it was, whose name I cannot remember. But yeah, he guessed every single one of them. Like 100% and that was just accuracy? 100%. Oh my. And that was just the tip of the iceberg, Nicole. I mean, he did this for 45 minutes and it just got more and more mind-blowing. So I thought huh. that was worth Definitely YouTube him. Look him up on the internet. You'll see some of his acts. I mean, they're just phenomenal. Were people impressed or creeped? Oh no, they were very impressed. I mean, he got a standing ovation at the end. I would have, I would have easily, even though we had been sitting there for four and a half hours and I was bored out of my mind by the time that thing ended or by the time he started, I should say, I would have easily sat there for another two hours just to watch him. Hmm. And I'm a skeptic, very much so. And I just was blown away by, by what he did. Very yeah. interesting. Huh. All right. So should we, should we dive into the topic? Yeah. All right. So according to market trends, one of the fastest growing markets in the United States is the cannabidiol or CBD industry. CBD is the active chemical derived from cannabis or the cannabis plant. If you try to research CBD or even cannabis, you will see hundreds, if not thousands of articles touting the multitude of supposed benefits, trying to sell you on its use for wellness and health. Today, we are interviewing a registered dietitian who specializes in cannabidiols and who educates on the facts and truth about CBD, cannabis, and hemp products. We are so thrilled to have Emily Kyle on our show today. All right, I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guest. Emily Kyle is a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and certified holistic cannabis practitioner out of Livonia, New York, which is 35 minutes south of Rochester. Emily's passion is to help women learn how to use cannabis and its extracts as a lifestyle medicine to achieve overall wellness in their everyday lives. Emily, welcome to our podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we're so happy to have you here. Can you just give us a little bit of background about what you do? And also, I'm so curious to hear what got you interested in working with cannabis and CBD? Absolutely. So I've been a dietitian for almost five years now, started pretty traditionally in the hospital setting. Um, But like a lot of other dietitians had interests beyond clinical dietetics, and I had started a blog a few years back, and it really took off and kind of became my full-time business. 
And about a year ago, I really started to notice the trend in CBD becoming so widely accepted and popular, which I found really just a perfect time to merge my passion for cannabis with my profession by becoming a holistic cannabis practitioner. Okay. That's great. I'm sorry, Emily, you said about a year ago, just... Yep. About a year ago, I went and did the program. It's just a 30 credit program any dietitian can do. Um, And it's a certificate. And it just gave me the education I needed to feel confident in talking about cannabis for healthcare. Mm -hmm. So what I guess what particularly got you interested in working with cannabis? So I have always been a cannabis user. I've used cannabis for the last 10 years to manage my anxiety and depression, but I had always kept that a secret. I had always kept that hidden because it wasn't necessarily socially acceptable. Um, Mm -hmm. But as we see society change, it became easier and easier for me not only to integrate it personally, but professionally as well. Okay. And I know I'm kind of going off the script here. Can you give me a, I was going to ask this later. Is it not... I know when we have to register as dietitians and then we have our licensure that is state specific, is it not, I don't want to say illegal or are, are registered dietitians allowed to use cannabis? I mean, don't you have to check something like a box that says you do not use um, illegal drugs? Tell me how that oh, works. That's a good Am question. I, I don't that? know. I have no idea. I don't remember ever signing anything saying that. Um, but I also don't have licensure in New York State. I only did my RD. I'm not an, a licensed dietitian in New York. Okay. That's Michigan either, Gina. So you're actually the only RD of us that has licensure. Got it. So maybe it's just um, a licensure um, thing. Because I do remember having to do that. And maybe that was through my licensure, not my registration. Hmm. That makes more sense. That's a good question, though, because few states do not require licensure. So New York and Michigan are probably two of the three to five that Mm -hmm. do not require licensure. Yeah. It's interesting. I was just curious about that. So, Emily, can you give us a bit of an over just general overview of the difference between cannabis, CBD and hemp? And this is very, um, (laughs) very much so for me as uh, I, I am. I'm pretty inexperienced when it comes to anything in this category. So are you saying I have lots learned? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm not telling on anyway. you, Gina, <laughs> you can tell on yourself. <laughs> so it's a great place to start. Um, I'm so passionate about education and people really need to understand the difference. So cannabis is an overarching kind of umbrella term. It is the species of the plant. There are three different subspecies, they, well, two depending, depending on what scientist you ask. And from cannabis, we get hemp or marijuana. Now, a lot of healthcare professionals are moving away from using the term marijuana, but because it's in our medical marijuana programs, we're a little bit tied. But when we're looking mm-hmm. at cannabis as a whole, literally the only difference that separates hemp from marijuana is the amount of THC present. So currently the federal guideline is 0.3%. It's pretty much an arbitrary number made up by one scientist. And that is what governs all of our laws. Okay. I'm sorry. Maybe I missed this. So then what's the difference between CBD or cannabidiol and So CBD is a cannabinoid and it's found in both hemp and marijuana. So all cannabis. And really when we're looking at different products, we're looking at the different amounts. So all hemp and all marijuana have CBD. 
all hemp and all marijuana have THC, but it really depends on the amount that each strain is bred to have. So for hemp plants, they're bred to have very high outputs of CBD cannabinoids and low outputs of THC, where it's just opposite for marijuana. Okay. Because THD is kind of what that, that hallucinogenic, like body right. feel. Okay. Yes. So in terms of cannabinoids, the cannabis plant has over a hundred of them. We're just mm-hmm. most familiar with CBD and THC. God, interesting. Okay. That makes sense. All right, Emily. So with so much confusion on legalization, can you briefly talk about legality of CBD, cannabis, and hemp products? Absolutely. So back in December of last year, the 2018 Farm Bill was passed. And that's what really kind of sparked this whole CBD trend, because basically it made industrial hemp legal for the first time in the past 80 years. And again, that's going back to that got that threshold of 0.3% THC. So that kind of opened up the marketplace for CBD products. They are federally legal, but each state has their own rules and regulations. So I believe there are three states currently that do not allow the sale of CBD products. I want to say South Dakota is one of them, and I don't know the other two. But -hmm. otherwise, CBD pretty much is legal everywhere to buy and use as long as it has less than 0.3% THC in it. Okay. Interesting. And what Um, about about cannabis? Would you say the majority of states have legalized cannabis or not? So right now we have 13 states that have legalized recreational cannabis use. And really, we're just waiting on hopefully federal legalization Mm -hmm. soon to make it an option for everybody in every state. Do you think that's going to happen? I believe so. I just don't know how soon. Okay. It seems to be picking. No, it just seems to be picking up speed pretty quickly. Um, Yeah. What's the what's the legalization status in Ohio, Gina? It is not legal here. Recre- oh, I'm sorry. Actually, it is legal here medicinally. I want to say that just passed, but recreationally, it's not. Okay. CBD, though, is, is also legal here. But I, I don't see it becoming legal recreationally anytime soon. Uh, Ohio, it's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure is. Um, so, Emily, what are some of the benefits of cannabis? And, you know, as somebody who works in the healthcare profession, what conditions uh, do you work with when it comes to some type of a cannabis regimen? So right now, um, the preclinical evidence is strong and strongest in supporting cannabis CBD specifically for inflammation, managing inflammation. So any condition that is driven by inflammation can help Um, anxiety, certain types of anxiety. And we're seeing a lot for studies of pain as well. So when we are looking at legality of each state, it's actually easy um, if you're looking at the medical marijuana programs to see which conditions they're allowing it to be used for. And in most terms, it's it's chronic pain, um, but also some other conditions. They're really starting to look at cannabis for things like Alzheimer's disease and Parkinson's disease. So really, we're starting to branch out and using cannabis for just about every condition. We just don't have the clinical evidence there to support it behind every condition yet. It's all the rage in diabetic neuropathy. Oh, that's amazing. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Is there any research that links cannabis use to decreased um, diabetes? 
There is not, um, not that any that I am acutely aware of, but I would be absolutely fascinated to see that. I know that there's a lot of theories behind cannabis and type two diabetes, and Hmm. there are suggestions that those who use cannabis regularly have a lower overall body weight and a lower instance of developing type two diabetes. But again, I don't know of any very specific, reliable studies that accurately prove that. Okay. And you mentioned Alzheimer's disease. That's I'm really curious about that because they say that chronic users of cannabis have uh, worse short-term memory. So mm-hmm. how does that work? So I think right now what they're using cannabis for in terms of Alzheimer's disease is more so symptom management and quality of life and comfort care, especially towards Got the it. end of life. I wish that we had evidence, enough evidence to show that it could prevent or cure Alzheimer's disease, but there's nothing like that out there yet. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Me. All right. So you talked a little bit about cannabis. What about CBD and hemp? What do people use those for? Yeah. So hemp can be used for quite a few things. It's actually extremely nutritious. So you probably have already heard of people putting hemp seeds on just about everything. Um, Mm -hmm. And people still use hemp oil as cooking oil as well. And the difference between hemp oil and and CBD oil is that hemp seed oil made for cooking has no cannabinoids, whereas CBD oil has cannabinoids. Um, So hemp seed oil that you typically just buy from the grocery store will not have CBD in it unless specifically marked. Um, But people use it for um, regular cooking. Like you would use olive oil. You could use it in a recipe. And people really like the high omega-3 fatty acid content of it and just prefer Mm -hmm. it as an alternative cooking source. Yeah. So it's basically one of the few other than canola oil oils that has uh, a high amount of omega-3s. Right. Yes. Yes. And it um, okay. it has an interesting flavor. Some people really prefer it for certain dishes over others. It's probably far less you- processed than canola as well. Yeah. Most things are. Fair statement. Fair statement. So what do you use hemp oil? I mean, I'm trying. What, what, when you say that people use hemp oil for certain things over others, would it be more, I mean, I would you bake with it or would it, would it be more of like a quick saute or savory? Type yeah, dish? it would be more of like a quick saute. Like okay. I said, it has a strong flavor. So if you need brownies with it, I mean, they would taste like brownies. They, they taste like pot brownies. Is that what you said? They would. You would get that hemp flavor. <laughs> like you would know. Okay. Okay. Pot brownies without the pot. I'm getting That's hungry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so CBD. Um, would you say what kind of benefits of CBD? Did you already say this? I'm so sorry. I don't. Yeah. So for CBD specifically, what my clients are, I'm seeing the best results right now for my clients with arthritis, actually. So my clients are using CBD two ways, both sublingually, which is my preferred method of absorption for people. That's just holding it under your tongue for 30 to 60 seconds. Um, That generally has a higher bioavailability rate, which is why I prefer it. But my clients also will put CBD on like localized areas of inflammation. So knees, elbows, joints. And that's where Mm -hmm. they're seeing the best results right now. So when you say sublingual, are you talking about like a lozenge or the oil? The oil itself goes directly under the tongue. Okay. Because I know they sell them in pills and I guess I assume lozenges. Okay. They do sell pills. I mean. They, they sell CBD everything, but they do sell CBD mm-hmm. pills. The only reason I'm not as for oral ingestion of CBD is that it mm-hmm. only has a 6% bioavailability rate. So 
So compared to the sublingual absorption, you need to take more to get the same effect. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. This is a dumb question. If it if the bioavailability is greater sublingually than it is ingested, do they then spit it out or <laughs> swallow no. it? No. So yeah, eventually there will be a little bit left and you will swallow it. Okay. Um, it depends on how long you hold the oil on your under your tongue for. I have some clients who they'll actually put it under their tongue, like on the way to work and literally keep it there the entire time to make sure they get their money's oh, wow. worth. We have other clients who really can't, you know, handle the taste so much. So they'll leave it for yeah. 30 to 60 seconds before swallowing. What type of volume are we talking about? That's really going to be depending on two things, A, how much you're planning on taking or your dosage level, and then B, the concentration of the bottle. So bottles will range anywhere from 100 milligrams of CBD to 4,000 milligrams of CBD per bottle. The higher the concentration, the less amount you'll have to take. Okay. Yeah. I have purchased CBD before in the oil. It's really funny. I've purchased it in oil and in pills. And listening to you and now I understand why the oil always worked so much better for me. Uh, and but oh, I never interesting. I'm glad you reflected on that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The pills do nothing. My, my husband tried the pills too. And he agreed. This is like almost like a waste of money. Um, and oh now gosh, I know I'm so why. glad to hear you say that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I always try and steer people away from it. So I'm glad to hear someone be like, yes, in real life, like this is true. Yes, it is absolutely true. Um, but I can't wait to tell him that. <laughs> Let me ask now that we're on CBD and I'll, I was going to ask this later, but I'll go ahead and ask this now. Does it, is there any research to suggest that it might help with sleep? Yes, there is a okay. lot of research to suggest that it will help with sleep. Um, okay. A couple different reasons too. And I know we haven't really touched on this, but we all have an endocannabinoid system. That's why CBD and THC and all of those cannabinoids interact with our bodies the way that they do. So our bodies are essentially built for cannabis. And they believe that the reason the endocannabinoid system exists is to maintain homeostasis within the body. So that's why it really works for quite a few different conditions, because it's believed that the body is going to utilize it where it needs to be used best. So a lot of people really do think that CBD helps improve the quality of their sleep, not only by helping them to fall asleep faster, but more so to stay asleep while they're sleeping and not wake up so often in the night. Okay. Oh, that's great. All right. Here's my next question. So would CBD be good for someone who's hoping to stop smoking or vaping marijuana? So I have a few friends uh, who have been smoking marijuana for a long time and who would like to stop or who have tried to stop uh, for, for various reasons, whether it's because they only like to smoke it and it's not necessarily good to smoke it. They don't like edibles. They don't obviously like the vape pens anymore because everyone's afraid to use those. Would, would you say that CBD would be a good way to kind of wean off of cannabis if someone's interested in that? If someone was interested in that, yes, I think it could be a good solution um, simply because you can replace the same behaviors of using marijuana, whether it be smoking or vaping with mm -hmm. CBD. So you can kind of hold the habit for a little while while you get off the chemical kind of reactions that you're used to. And then mm -hmm. from there, you still have to remove the habit of actually whatever you're doing, if you're smoking or if you're vaping, the, the habit part seems to be the hardest for people. But I think yeah. CBD would be a great first step. Yeah, I would actually say I, I agree about the habit. I would say from the people that I've known who've tried to quit smoking marijuana, it's the sleep part that is the most mm -hmm. difficult because they're so Very. used to smoking right before bed and it, you getting knocked out um, by the marijuana because it just kind of you know puts you in a relaxed state. 
And that's why I thought maybe having CBD instead would be a better alternative. So it sounds like that would probably be helpful. As long definitely as you're buying oil. would be helpful. Yeah, it definitely would be helpful. Probably not exactly the same, but it would be sure. helpful in the transition. And we're also starting to see a lot of research coming out on CBN, which is another cannabinoid that they think is particularly responsible for sleep in the body. So oh. I don't know much about it yet, but we will be seeing a lot of it, I think, in 2020. Oh, OK. Very interesting. Yeah, we've really only like begun to scratch the surface when it comes to understanding cannabis. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It's that's very fascinating to me. All right, so going back to to marijuana or cannabis, if someone did want to use marijuana or cannabis, what would you say would be the best route? Because, like I said, you know, I to me, I feel like smoking it wouldn't be a good choice because you're inhaling something into your lungs that can be inflammatory. And then, you know, the vape pens out there, I feel like there probably are some good ones out there, but how do you really know what you're getting? The Mm -hmm. edibles, I know I've heard horror stories about people (laughs) who've eaten edibles and have been stoned for like an entire day or a week, depending on how much you consume. It's true. Yes. (laughs) So what would your suggestion be as far as the best route or I guess source of, you know, cannabis? Yeah. So the one crazy thing is now we have so many different application methods, right? We could put it under our tongue. We have oils, we have creams, we have lotions. Everyone is going to be different for each person. But I would say if you're an absolute beginner and if you're looking to use cannabis product, and you've never done it before. Um, I definitely recommend the oil because it's really easy to dose it. Um, if you're okay. doing edibles or if you're smoking or you're vaping, it's very hard to know how much you're actually taking. Um, and when I work with my clients, I'm really, really big on tracking doses and associated symptoms every single day so that we can notice trends. Um, and if you can't really track what you're doing, it's hard to measure success or not success. So if you're starting out brand new, I do recommend something super simple like an oil or a lotion or a cream. Um, because you're right, things like edibles have much different experiences for people and they're not the best mm-hmm. thing to start with. So creams, I feel like though, so it would say on the bottle then how much of the cream to use for whatever symptom you're trying to improve? Yeah. So basically with the creams, like just saying topical is like the easiest way to get started. You know, if you apply it to your skin, you're not going to feel immediately high. You probably won't feel high at all. Um, Whereas smoking, you immediately feel it, right? It's a one to three Mm -hmm. minute onset. You notice right away. A lot of older folks who are not interested in getting high particularly like to do a topical absorption because they don't get that instantaneous high Um, Mm -hmm. or just doing an oil that you either do under your tongue, something you can easily dose. But any product that you're getting, it should have dosing on it or not dosing, but very clear labeling of how much milligrams of CBD or THC are in the product or per milliliter of the product. Um, Mm -hmm. If it's not clearly labeled, I probably wouldn't buy it. Okay. I think that's probably a good tip. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Am I up here? Yeah, you are. Okay. Um, Where, I think this is timely, uh, now that everyone's convinced uh, CBD is the next best thing, um, where is the best and most reliable, certainly trustworthy place to get CBD? And what about cannabis as well? Yeah. So obviously the very first place is going to be your medical marijuana dispensaries. Um, I think 30, 
33 or 35 states out of the 50 have medical marijuana programs. And even like just simply here in New York State, if you don't have your medical marijuana card, you can still go to the dispensary and purchase CBD. So whatever product you're purchasing, medical marijuana dispensaries are the most regulated option we have on the market today um, and is really your guaranteed safest choice for getting a safe product. Um, One question about this. Could you just kind of describe the experience of visiting a dispensary and kind of what people can expect from that. And my dad is is actually going through this process right now for some pain-related um relief. And just hearing his experience has been very interesting. So I'd be I'd be curious to hear what your recommendations to others would be who plan to visit a dispensary. Absolutely. It can definitely be overwhelming, especially if you go in not necessarily knowing maybe what you need or what you're looking for. This is actually a service I offer for my clients now is visiting the dispensary with them because I find so many people get very overwhelmed. Um, But I have found and I've been in a lot of dispensaries in a lot of states. The people who work there, also known as bud tenders, are the nicest, Mm -hmm. most helpful people. And I believe they are the most educated people on the cannabis market today. Um, So if you go in literally not knowing absolutely anything, they will still help you. All you have to say to them is, I'm brand new here. I don't know what I'm looking for. Otherwise, my recommendation is most dispensaries actually have what they call like an online menu and you can look and see what they have. And if you are seeing words that you don't know what they mean, Google them and and educate yourself because the more of an educated consumer you are, the better you will have an option or the better chance you are of finding something that's going to work for you. But if you're going through those medical marijuana dispensaries, even if you don't have the card, but you're just going for CBD, I believe you can make an appointment to talk with an admissions person there to help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you you said that they're pretty highly regulated. I've, I've heard a lot of safety measures in place as well. Can you speak to a little bit as to like the physical experience maybe of visiting a dispensary? Oh, yeah. The physical experience, I think, is quite interesting. Have either of you been to a dispensary before? I have not. I have. So Clearly, I have not. (laughs) I'm going off script here. The ones that I've been in are beautiful, very upscale. I've heard people describe them as like the Apple stores of cannabis. Um, And now I've been in some not so nice ones as well. But really the touristy ones, if you go to legal states, they have more touristy dispensaries, Mm -hmm. are very beautiful, very clean looking, modern, trendy. Think like golden succulents and white marble. It's interesting. Oh, I've not been in one like that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've been in some that are not like that, too. That are maybe like in a basement cash only ATM machine on the side. Um, But in the really legal states, California, Colorado, Las Vegas, they're really becoming a huge tourist attraction for people. Um, And they're very nice and very upscale. That's interesting. I I know the one that my father has visited has like security. For example, they all have. I have not been in one that does not have security. So that's that's par for the course. Okay. so interesting enough, because of the way that the U.S. law, the federal laws are, is that 
federal laws are not open to cannabis banking. So literally every single thing is done in cash. So either bring cash with Mm -hmm. you or they'll have an ATM. But that's why they have the security is because they're getting robbed left and right because it's a cash only business. Uh, That makes a lot more sense. Okay, because it makes you almost feel like you're doing something wrong, right? Like, right. Am I supposed to be here? Um, It it just can raise awareness, um, you know, as as to I don't know, but that's very. Yeah, no, I'm glad. I'm the glad cash you said it like sense. that. Yeah, it's it's definitely not you. <laughs> it's they're definitely not doing it to scare you. Um, they're just really trying to make sure that everybody's safe. Yeah, that's great. Um, so can can oh, anyone ahead. get a medical marijuana card if you're in a if you're in a state where it's medically legal? Mm-hmm. How do you go about getting a medical marijuana card? Because you can't just go to your doctor and get one, right? Correct. So the easiest way to do it is in your state. Google medical marijuana card, your state guaranteed. One of these big pharma dispensaries is going to have a very easy list showing you how to do it. It's basically four steps. You um, find a physician who is a referrer. You make an Mm -hmm. appointment with that physician from there if they qualify you. So the first thing to do is look at your state's pre-approved qualification list. You have to make sure that you have a diagnosis and each state is different. Some states will allow um, medical cannabis for say, oh, I don't know, fibromyalgia, whereas another Mm -hmm. state may not. So first check your qualifying conditions. If you have one of those qualifying conditions, then make an appointment with a prescribing physician. Okay. That's super helpful. Um, huge, huge, huge shift in gears here. Um, (laughs) can you talk a bit about CBD and cannabis use while pregnant or breastfeeding? Yeah, that's a really, really hard one. I think we, we cherish our health when we're pregnant and breastfeeding the most. And what I find is women desperately don't feel well during pregnancy and breastfeeding and are looking for options, especially when it comes to cannabis. My professional recommendation is that I have no scientific evidence to tell you that it is safe. My personal recommendation is if you're considering a prescription medication to manage your condition, I would also consider this an option. But of course, you always have to be really, really open with your doctor. Um, Mm -hmm. I always recommend at least having the conversation with your doctor before making any kind of decision. Yeah, I think that's a really balanced answer. And yeah, I mean, how many... I mean, I assume you're referencing like anti-nausea medications and things like that, as well as, you know, many um, medications for depression, anxiety are not, you know, they yeah pass pass through the placenta. Mm -hmm. And so this this may be a pretty solid alternative, really. It it is. And it's just really, really hard to say, Okay, you know. I could A, take this prescription medication and I know for sure these are the negative side effects or B, I'll take this non-prescription, not really regulated medication, but we don't really think there are any side effects, but we don't know 100%. It's Mm -hmm. a really difficult decision. It's a really difficult thing for healthcare providers to talk about. But I know personally, if it was me and I was pregnant again, I wouldn't think twice about considering it before even a prescription medication. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 All right. So, okay. Just to kind of wrap this up before we go into exactly how um, our listeners can find more information from your website, what do you, and I know you kind of already alluded to this a little bit, but where do you see the cannabis CBD hemp industry in the next 10 years? Oh gosh, 10 years. It will be here. It will be federally legal. You will find 
In everything, lotions, Mm -hmm. clothes, food, it will touch every aspect of our lives. I always think like whatever career exists now will also exist to support the cannabis industry. It's growing and I really am excited about it. I hope that it brings healing to a lot of people and it's also going to bring a lot of economic growth to our community. So I am really excited about the very bright and very fast growing future of cannabis. Yeah, I would agree with you. I hope you're right. I hope you're right about federal legality. I, I really do. I just, I just, it's just so hard to fathom that at this point. It, it's so hard to fathom. But when I think about the things that I've done this year in and of itself, and it's still federally illegal, I know that it's going to have to be. There's no way it's not going to get federally passed. I don't know when, but it will mm-hmm. because that is what the people want. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's, it's important to note that even if it is you know, uh, federally legal, there will still be plenty of companies, um, whether they're private or public, I would think public as well, that they want a lot of their employees to do it. Similar, similar to smoking. Smoking's legal, but a lot of, yes. of employers won't allow their employees smoke. Yes. Uh, and that so. really becomes, you know, a big question as people are trying to legalize in certain states, you know, where do they draw the line? How do they decide? And Some states now are opting out to drug test for THC, where other states haven't made any decision yet. So that's really Mm -hmm. a good thing to think about as we move forward for people. Yeah. Okay. So where can more people learn more about you and what you do, the programs you offer and the products that you sell? Oh, well, thank you so much. My website is emilykylenutrition.com. It's got a little bit of everything. It's got my shop, it's got my blog, but it also has all of my resources for anyone who's interested in learning how to use cannabis um, in a safe and responsible way. Your website is beautiful, by the way. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. As are you. You're gorgeous. You're so kind. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah, I love the colors. I, yes, I agree with you. It looks very nice. And and can you you just kind of let everyone know, I'm sure everyone's going to the website right now to look. But can you let everyone know what kind of products that you sell? Because I kind of went through your shop. You don't sell cannabis. You sell CBD, right? Correct. Yes, I have a few CBD products. Um, It really stemmed from wanting to have something that I could absolutely believe in to recommend for my clients that I work with in private practice. So I ended up partnering with a company out in Colorado and I got to go see the hemp and see how it's extracted and see how it's made. And so it's just peace of mind for me and knowing I have a really safe product that I can recommend to my clients and feel confident about. I think that's great. Thank you. Is there anything else that you want to tell our listeners before we go? Um, I think don't be afraid to ask questions. There's so much nuance in the cannabis industry. Using just CBD by itself has a lot of um, nuance to it. So don't be afraid to ask questions. You can always reach out to me or, you know, find other resources. But the more education that we have on cannabis, the better we all will be in the long run. Awesome. Thank you so much, Emily. Wait, I have one last question. It's oh, very yeah, important. <laughs> yes. If I buy some of the stuff, because I want to for my dad for Christmas, it's December 11th. Will it be here in, t- in time? Oh, absolutely. We okay. ship out and it should be there in three to five days. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Thank Christ- you. Christmas so shopping, thanks. podcasting. I'm just I'm just checking all the boxes. Doing it all. Thanks, Emily. Perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah, this, I appreciate it. This was on our, our list, our Christmas uh, wellness idea list. We put the CBD roll-on stick on there. So I was oh, waiting for you. a credible source to purchase for um, somebody on my list. I, I, I My dad, well, there's no chance that he's going to listen to this podcast. So 
There you go. It hasn't been ruined yet. All right. Okay, everyone, coming up on January 5th, we will be dishing about our New Year's goals and a little bit about letting go of control and expectations as a parent and as an adult. Until then, keep in touch with us on social media at Dietitians Dish Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. And check out all of our episodes and show notes on our website, dietitiansdishpodcast.com. Also, please tell your friends about us. They can find us on numerous outlets such as Overcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. If you listen on iTunes, be sure to leave us a review. We promise it only takes a few seconds. And you don't even have to write anything. Just fill out the stars. Okay, everyone, until next time, be well and happy holidays. Emily, thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. Thank you both so much. I really appreciate it. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening for the podcast. Bye-bye.